Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The following is a snippet of an exclusive members-only podcast episode for our Patreon Chronicles Tifosi. Become a member at patreon.com forward slash Chronicles for regular bonus episodes and content. Hello, hello to all of our listeners at Serie A Chronicles. We're doing something a little bit different today in the sense that we have a question from Bilal Mirza on Twitter. What were the best and worst moments of 2023 for each one of you? And what are you most hopeful for in 2024 football-wise? I'm going to kick things off. First of all, thank you very much, Bilal, for the question, which is pretty wide-ranging in, in the way that we can interpret it. I'm going to start by saying it's a fairly obvious answer, but for me, the best moment of 2023 was the Napoli story, 33 years in the making, and we've had plenty of close shaves with Napoli down the years, particularly with the Maurizio Sarri side of the 91 points in the 2017-18 season. And I think that's what made it so so special. I'm not going to necessarily talk about the season as a whole, but I'm going to identify one moment, and that moment for me really was the 1-0 victory late on against Juventus when Giacomo Raspadori scored a brilliant volley in the driving rain in added time because it immediately evoked memories of Khalidou Koulibaly who had scored, if memory serves, five years ago the previous day to win a match at then Juventus Stadium before it became known as Allianz Stadium and to have Napoli potentially on the cusp of winning that first Scudetto under Sarri. Many thought they would do so. They didn't because the next weekend, Juventus had that crazy 3-2 win at Inter when there was all the drama involving uh, Miralem Pjanic, Matthias Vecino. Inter went 2-1 up despite being down to 10 men. And Gonzalo Higuain of Juventus, formerly of Napoli, was the man who eventually got the winning goal for a 3-2 win for Juventus at Inter. And for large swathes of that match, it had looked like Luciano Spalletti, who was coaching Inter then, was actually going to do Maurizio Sarri and Napoli a huge favour in the title race. It wasn't to be. Juventus got over the line. Napoli, in their disappointment in a hotel room in Florence, uh, then went out the next day. There was an early sending off for Koulibaly, he of the winning goal, and uh, Giovanni Simeone, uh, then of Fiorentina, scored a hat-trick in a 3-0 win for Fiorentina that day, and that was then dubbed by Sarri, the, the Scudetto that Napoli lost in the hotel room. So I think because of all of those intertwining stories, you've got Spalletti on the one hand, who almost gave Napoli a big push towards that Scudetto five years early. He was actually the architect of this Napoli side winning the Scudetto. Giovanni Simeone, who would who would eventually score uh, Napoli's final goal of the season in that 2-0 victory against Sampdoria. 
brilliant goal as well at the Maradona, he and Argentine. It felt like we'd come full circle. He who, with that hat-trick, had actually denied Sarri's Napoli team of that first Scudetto since 1990. That was in the 2017-18 season. So for me, it was just so evocative, so powerful. There was so much imagery and symbolism there because it had been Juventus that had twice beaten Napoli to the Scudetto in two separate occasions Sarri's side had been winter champions top of the halfway stage only to be eventually beaten to the line by the Bianconeri so there were two key moments for me which really were the best moments of last season one was when Raspadori scored that winning goal and that's when we really felt it wasn't mathematically sure then but that was the guarantee that was the real moment when everyone knew definitively that Napoli had gone that extra step, that they were finally ready to be champions again. And the other one was the reverse fixture against Juventus. Napoli 5, Juventus 1 in January when Napoli just absolutely wiped the floor with the Juventus side that came into that match on the back of eight straight victories without conceding a goal, eight wins, eight clean sheets. They'd become Napoli's nearest challengers uh, made a very good run. Some people felt they were a little bit streaky, but Napoli just wiped the floor with them. There was a nice goal from Angel Di Maria in there, but it was a case of Victor Osim and Kvitschek Varadzelia. They really showed what they could do that night. We'd already had significant evidence from them in the first half of the season, but this is after Napoli had come back from the winter break, after they'd lost their first game of the calendar year. Um, at Inter and people were starting to wonder whether they would have a bit of a blip not so no blip 5-1 a victory for the ages against the team they despise the most and despise is a very strong word but I think it is appropriate here because there's nothing like the disdain that Napoli supporters feel for Juventus so the best two moments for me really were those two victories for Napoli uh, against Juventus because they really were the standout moments amid a magical once-in-a-generation season for the Partenope. I would also give a special mention and a shout-out to those two uh, Milan derbies that we saw in the semi-finals of the Champions League um, nearly 20 years on. That was absolutely wonderful. Uh, and I know Nicky was there with me as well uh, at San Siro. It was just a great privilege to be at those games, to be working on and reporting on those games of huge significance. It was very satisfying to know that whatever happened in that tie, we would have an Italian representative in the Champions League final again for the first time since 2017 when, when Juventus were there. Unfortunately, it went the way of 2017 and 2015 when Juventus were beaten, um, but Inter went so close in Istanbul to, to beating a brilliant Manchester City side who, lest we forget, went on to win the treble. So I think all of Inter's Champions League run as a whole but also having that presence of Italian clubs in the in the semi-final with Milan, with Inter, and also even the presence of Napoli in the quarter-final draw. It was, it was a huge privilege as someone covering Italian football to have first uh, Napoli against Milan and then the Milan derby in the Champions League semi-final. So those are my two best moments of uh, 2023. The worst moments, I'm sorry we have to rake over old graves. I'm sorry it has to be given this sort of coverage, but I am sick and tired, sick to the back teeth of hearing the expression sul campo on the pitch, which unfortunately has become Juventus's recent refrain again. Um, Massimiliano Allegri in reference to last season when, yes, in terms of the points that they acquired, Juventus did enough to finish in the Champions League places, but there were uh, two separate points, penalties, 15 and 10, if memory serves. And so... 
whilst he's right, all he can do is go out and coach his team and try and get as many points and victories as possible. You also have to acknowledge there comes a time when you have to hold your hands up and say, okay, the club was found guilty of irregularities, financial or otherwise, and we therefore have to take on the chin the appropriate penalties. But for me, the expression sul campo, it still evokes those bad memories of Calciopoli. It still reminds me of the 38 um, badge uh, Scudetto crest that Juventus used to uh, brazenly um, have on display at their stadium for the record they are 36 times champions of Italy so all of that leaves a bit of a bad taste and it brought back bad memories as well and I thought that the Italian game had moved on from that so my hope for 2024 as we segue into that first and foremost is that we can actually have um, a bit more <laughs> positivity about the Italian game. We want to move away from these negative headlines. And so that is my first wish for this new calendar year. And the thing I'm most excited for is seeing Italy again at a major tournament. Uh, lest we forget, the Azzurri qualified neither for the 2022 Qatar World Cup nor for the 2018 showpiece in Russia. But Italy do go into Euro 2024 as reigning champions. Uh, albeit only three years on from the previous edition because that was pushed back by a year due to the pandemic. Um, I was lucky enough to interpret for the Italian team throughout their triumph in 2020, asterisk 2021. And uh, I'm very excited by what Luciano Spalletti uh, and his players can do with lower expectations. No one's really looking too much at Italy. First and foremost, I expect them to get out of the group because of the forgiving format. 2014-16 go through to that uh, first knockout stage. And from there, who knows? It's anyone's guess. As we saw from the previous edition, you don't necessarily always need to win matches over 90 minutes. Stick in there, keep believing, and Italy can go very far. And who knows if they can't then actually defend their European crown. It would give them a real boost ahead of World Cup qualifying for the US, Canada and Mexico. Hopefully Italy won't miss out on three consecutive World Cups. So, Bilal, thank you very much for the question, which has given us a lot of food for thought, so much so we've all taken a few days to give it plenty of consideration. Um, but I'm very curious, I don't know about you guys, rather than me wittering on, I'm very curious to hear from my two colleagues on uh, Serie A Chronicles. So first and foremost, I'd be delighted to hand over to Nikki Bandini, who's going to tell us all about her best and worst moments from 2023 and also what she's most looking forward to from 2024. Over to you, Nikki. Thanks, Patrick. And thank you, Bilal, as well for a fun question. Head to seriachronicles.com forward slash Patreon now and subscribe to the Chronicles Tifosi Patreon membership with a free seven-day trial. Get early access to every full-length episode and voice note before the rest of the world. Plus, all episodes are 100% ad-free. And you get bonus Patreon-only exclusive episodes, video episodes, and behind-the-scenes extras. Also, be sure to join the new chat community in the Patreon app and chat with fellow subscribers. Sports Social Podcast Network.